0: spoiler alert here's this week's show show with sweets and slaney well it's the limitations of the consistent 10 person bubble because like you and i like maybe i have room for one more person in my bubble and like you could come over here safely and within the rules but on the other hand like you and i have nobody else in common these days so like what what would be the value of exposing me to your entire uh group and you to my entire group, it just seems like right. unnecessary. And I think that's the yeah. w- the thinking we're supposed to be having right now, although it's hard to stay on top of it.
1: It's true. And, and like I said, I would be down to do Zoom with like other people too, but no one wants to do Zoom. I would yeah. be happy to just have like a laptop open in the kitchen, like having a conversation with someone while I'm grilling something up, but no one is down for that.
0: Are you doing your annual uh, Big Fat Quiz social event?
1: We already did it. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, see, that's too bad because I have so many questions to prepare you.
1: Oh, I I appreciate that. And I came, I ended up coming second this year. We went to overtime, Jen and I, and um, the the tiebreaker guess, we got the exact same number on, which was how many people went to Brent and Katie's wedding. We both guessed 135. It wasn't the answer. It was like 147. Yeah. But we both guessed 145. Jen was like, that's not fair. She was in the wedding. I was like, Jen, I was in the wedding <laughs> <Yeah>. too.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess those were more personal questions. I've got like pop culture ones and I actually think you would have aced it anyway. And and maybe since you've already done a little trivia practice this year, you'll be all the all the better.
1: I, I I'm I'm gonna say I'll get a one hundred percent on it.
0: Oh wow. Twenty five questions. You're you're gonna go for the, the twenty five questions? Okay, yeah, I thought
1: there was gonna be ten. Okay, let's try it.
0: You wanna do this right now? okay yeah let's go right into this uh this is mostly chronological but not entirely and some of these questions are uh wordier than i needed to make them okay starting early in the year what handmade craft item became hotly in demand after being made famous in a photo of bernie sanders at the inauguration of joe biden Uh oh this is gonna be a problem because i can't hear the first syllable of everything you say it dips out
1: oh i need to talk for a little bit first the thing was (laughs) made
0: lead into it with this is something maya biolic is doing right now on jeopardy that drives me crazy she when somebody gets the answer wrong and then she has to deliver the correct answer she doesn't phrase it in any kind of sentence so if if the answer they're looking for is uh tampa bay lightning she'll just say tampa bay lightning rather than we were looking for tampa bay lightning or that was the tampa bay uh, and for, it seems like a small nitpick but for some reason it just feels robotic and and unwarm to me another reason to it, really, it, it really dislike her it is she's not a good host yeah. not at all okay you did say mittens i could see your your lips moving uh what famous leading man was accused of bizarre acts of sexual harassment including the fetishization of cannibalism Army Hammer. It was Army Hammer, yes. What aging retail business saw an unprecedented 1,500% increase in share value as the result of a grassroots short squeeze perpetuated by Redditors? GameStop. It was GameStop. A woman went viral for applying what product to her hair and almost causing permanent damage to her scalp?
1: (sighs) Gorilla Glue. Remember that? (laughs) Yeah. I will say that these questions weren't... GameStop was on there, I think. And, and the Bernie Sanders one might have been on there, but I'm not sure. Bernie Sanders was... we con- might have some different
0: ones. Like, the, the Mitten inauguration photo is, like, contender for top meme of the year, I think. That was one of the most shared images of the year. 100%. And GameStop was one of those weird events that, like, some part of me will always remember because it was so unusual.
1: I thought we were starting out on such a good foot with, like, oh, now, now it's, like, a good year. People are just getting rich. Yeah. It's a bunch <laughs> of, like, young people that are, like here's what you do to get rich
0: i know i was thinking remember last december when we all listened to that one counting crows song and we're like maybe this year will be better than the last it was exactly yeah. like last year yeah uh okay jensen carp claimed to find the discards of a certain appetizer in his cereal name both food items involved
1: oh man that's a really good one um it was, uh, what, it was a shrimp shrimp tails cereal is the other one you
0: want yep we talked about it on this podcast at length
1: we we did we did shrimp tails and i want to say i want to say captain crunch
0: it was cinnamon toast crunch ct crunch
1: cinnamon toast crunch
0: yeah okay you you got half points there a large container ship was stuck for several days in what high-trafficked waterway in egypt
1: The Suez Canal? It
0: was the Suez Canal. What prominent member of the royal family died on April 9th?
1: Prince Philip.
0: Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. What prominent billionaire did not end a long-term relationship in 2021? Was it A, Jeff Bezos, B, Elon Musk, or C, Bill Gates?
1: Jeff Bezos, Elon... Well, Elon Musk and... uh, Bill Gates did, so I'm assuming Jeff Bezos did it.
0: Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie Scott divorced in 2019. You are correct. Okay, uh, sweet. Olivia Rodrigo released her debut album featuring the single's driver's license and Good For You. What was the name of the album? Sour. <clears throat> it was indeed sour. Big moment. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis sparked a large celebrity discussion after their comments about what common practice?
1: Oh, um, bathing.
0: Yeah. Hygiene, showering, the bathing of their children. That's correct. Right. What was the name of the Jeopardy executive producer who shortly after being named permanent host of the show was fired for past misconduct?
1: <clears throat> Mike, Mike Richards?
0: Yeah. And I thought about like, we, we kept saying Michael Richards because we're used to saying Michael Richards and maybe that's his name, but he does go by Mike Richards. That's right. Right the content distribution platform only fans quickly reneged on what baffling change they made to their terms of service
1: <clears throat> oh yeah they were going to have no pornography no porn allowed essentially
0: nudity was allowed in like an artistic form but like no like sex acts on there and that was absolutely like the entirety of their and they were very quickly like yeah this is a bad idea
1: yeah no one heard of anyone who was successful without porn on their OnlyFans. fans
0: well, like, the first time I heard about OnlyFans was when, like, these, like, models, these super famous models and, like, quasi-celebrities were, like, having, but not not to do porn on them, but they, like, had had OnlyFans accounts, I guess. I, for, I can't even think of an example of who that might be. But, like, did, like, Khloe Kardashian have an OnlyFans at one point?
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, maybe it was just, like, a, here's my Instagram story, but a little bit better.
0: Yeah, exactly. And people will pay for that kind of stuff. A viral challenge involved the stacking of what items to create a precarious tower that may then be scaled?
1: Chairs, plastic school chairs.
0: Wrong. Oh, no, no, no,
1: no, no, it's crates, crates, milk crates.
0: Yep, it's milk crates, okay, you saved it.
1: My yeah. A
0: former album cover model attempted to sue the band that famously used his image. What were the band and the album in question?
1: Okay, can you repeat the question?
0: A former album cover model attempted to sue the band that famously used his image. What were the band and the album?
1: Oh, it was Nirvana. Uh, in is it in Uggro? No. What's it's, that album? It's their about? most
0: famous album.
1: Uh, their album is not called "Smells Like Teen Spirit," is it?
0: No, you're going to kick yourself. You know this.
1: I do know this. Nirvana. The the blank baby. What do they call it? It's not bleach. It's not in utero.
0: So you clearly know more about Nirvana even than most people in your generation. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that you can't think of this. The album is Nevermind. It's the Nevermind baby.
1: Never mind.
0: So half points. You're down a whole point. You're not twenty five out of twenty five. I know what is the name of the anti-parasitic medication erroneously purported to be effective in the treatment of COVID-19 symptoms ivermectin correct what former children's tv star made a public return in a video in which he compassionately declares he never forgot about his viewers
2: oh who was that um
0: we did talk about it on the podcast
2: Never
0: forgot about my words. Former children's TV star,
1: but he's still alive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Who was that? Not Mister Rogers, because he's nope. dead. We talked about it. It's not
0: unlike Mister Rogers. He kind of, he kind of was the Mister Rogers of of his time.
1: And it wasn't, was it, it wasn't Mr. Dress Up.
0: Nope, all, also dead. Yep.
1: Is he dead? Yep. And was Mr. Dress Up also Fred Penner?
0: No, a different guy also. Fred
1: Penner's alive. Fred Penner's alive. Yep. I don't know why I can't grasp this right now. It wasn't LeVar Burton.
0: Steve Burns from Blue's Clues.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big moment.
0: What notorious American was at long last identified by Case Breakers as Gary Francis Post?
1: Oh, um, the uh, the friggin' what's it called? Um, the Zodiac Killer. That's right, Zodiac.
0: The parent organization chiefly known for Facebook and its related products announced that their new name would be what? Meta. Meta, Meta Platforms, in fact. Uh, Taylor Swift released a 10-minute anthem, an original short film based on what decade-old fan favorite of her songs?
1: So you're asking for the album title?
0: Nope. Name of the song. What decade-old fan favorite of her songs? Also the name of her short film and the 10-minute-long anthem she put out this year.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I've got it on my tongue. All Too Well? Correct.
0: The CEO of which social media platform announced he is stepping down? A, Snapchat, B, Twitter, or C, TikTok? Twitter. B, Jack Dorsey from Twitter. What popular hashtag, this question's too long. What popular hashtag became the unofficial slogan of a movement centered around the termination of a a certain pop music icon's conservatorship? Looking for the hashtag. Free Britney. Yeah, Free Britney. The reunion special of what former TV cast featured James Corden as its moderator? Friends. Friends. What two celebrities shared a romantic reunion after ending their engagement in 2003 and going on to marry other people?
1: Uh, Bennifer.
0: Yeah, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez. What highly decorated Olympic medalist partially dropped out of the 2020 Tokyo Summer Games, sparking a massive debate about mental health in athletics?
1: Simone Biles.
0: Simone Biles. And what movie won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Lead Actress at this year's Academy Awards?
1: Nomadland. It was.
0: You got 23 out of 25. That's pretty good. I'll take it. Yep.
1: I'll take that. And and I will say that the questions that I got wrong were timely questions, but about an era that was kind of like past. Yeah, you don't have a personal connection to
0: Blue's Clues, I guess. But like...
1: I, I don't. Nirvana But I should have remembered it.
0: You should have remembered Nevermind.
1: Nir- I should have remembered Nevermind, but I don't know that I would like go to Nevermind as like an album that I would would listen to. I might just go like Nirvana Essentials or like be like, Oh yeah, what was that song called again? And, and like, oh that one's called In Bloom. What I think a lot of people would bloom? tell you
0: that Unplugged is low key their best album.
1: Yeah, that could be true. Yeah. That could be true. Solid album.
0: But I mean that Sell album cover covers, is pretty yeah. famous. That is yeah. one of the most iconic album covers of its generation. And then also Cinnamon Toast yes. Crunch, which we talked about like way more than we had to. And
1: I know. I don't know why I remember. I knew it was shrimp. I knew it yeah. was shrimp and cereal.
0: Well, and don't forget I, also that like he his name is Carp and he found fish in his cereal and he right. lives in like Topanga, California and he's married to Topanga played by to Danielle Topanga. Danielle who? Who fish also ice. used to be with Lance Bass. Like, there's a ridiculous amount of fish stuff. <laughs>
1: Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know she was with Lance Bass. Yeah, like way and back,
0: way that. back before that was kind of one of their, like, the 1998 hot couple.
1: Yeah. Set up by agents.
0: What else have you been doing? you been watching anything? Any, any couch time?
1: Yeah, a lot of couch time. A lot of couch time. Um,. Watched We we watched all of Reservation Dogs, did I tell you that? Yeah, we talked about that, yep. We talked about that. Um, fully got into Yellow Jackets. Okay. Fully caught up on Yellow Jackets. Uh, finished season two, Saved by the Bell. Finished the new Letter Kenny season, which was only six 20 minute episodes, so that was just no problem. Um, and fully caught up on Station Eleven.
0: Oh, great, so how's that holding up, Station Eleven?
1: good it's actually it gets better every show
0: great well that's what we expected that's what we heard from from people we consider an authority
1: yeah it's um it's and and i think most of these people have seen the full season the mm. people that are putting it on their list i yeah. think uh, the hbo machine was like let's just give all these tv reviewers the full season so yeah. that i can be number one on the top of everyone's list um and uh, and so, yeah, I'm like, I think it's five episodes in right now. I'm yep. not sure how many episodes there are all together. Something I'm disappointed about not watching before starting this podcast. And obviously you talked about it with Ross was the book of Boba Fett. I haven't watched it yet.
0: Oh, I mean, it just came out this morning. Like it came out at four o'clock. this morning. Yeah, I got up at eight o'clock and Ross and I like both watched it super early so that we could put out a podcast like before lunchtime. We've never had such a fresh take Star Wars podcast before today.
1: Can I tell you something? Yeah. yeah. Or can I, can I make a guess at something? Sure. When I look at the trailer, I think, why am I going to be interested? Yeah. And I kind of go like, is there going to be something to hook me here? Even like with all the lore, like I, I don't know if it's going to be enough for me. Did you get the sense after one episode that like, oh no, this is a show.
0: No, I don't have like an, oh no, this is the show, but I'm also not the right person to ask because I'm heavily invested in the lore. Like not quite to the extent that my brother is, but like what you have to accept about this show is that it's, it exists because fan service sometimes is a good thing. And and frankly, it is like the most calcified product of fan service of all time in a way. Like, let's not forget that Boba Fett was never meant to be this elaborated upon character. He was just like a cool guy in a cool suit for a few minutes in two movies. 30, 40 years ago. And because the action figure became so popular and then like extended fan and legends content became very popular. A lot of people attached themselves to what might be the story of Boba Fett. And so this is an opportunity to learn what that story is. First of all, and also like John Favreau who created and wrote the show um, is probably one of those, pa- one of those fans who as a kid loved Boba Fett and maybe co-created the mandalorian because of that and now has an opportunity to to canonize this this interesting backstory of a guy who is like an interesting hardcore mercenary now something ross and i agreed upon when we recorded today is that the boba they're showing us right now is maybe a little too soft he and i don't want to say disnified but he he doesn't seem quite as ruthless or as solitary as you you want this guy to be but also we can only expect so much from from Disney
1: nice yeah I, I actually forgot about the Favreau of it all which pulls me back in yeah so I'm uh, I'm in on that but but uh to talk a little bit and and I do want to get into what you've been watching but just a quick point on fan service that you mentioned I, I saw the new Matrix movie
0: oh I'm really excited to talk to you about this because I've heard very little but what I've heard is not great and you're my go-to Matrix uh aficionado
1: yeah, I wish I could say that I really loved it. Yeah. But it there's there's retelling of similar stories and then there's you're actually going like note by note through the same thing, but also trying to squeeze the whole trilogy into one movie. Oh wow. And also like it's kind of confusing and, and the matrix is inherently confusing, but like what they did was like a little bit more than they needed like there were a couple people playing like similar characters and then they would like introduce this new character and we're kind of like what is she actually involved with here and uh, it's i was i was out on it honestly Uh, like and a big a big thing is you know one of the things that makes the first matrix and and the second matrix movie so good is like all the fight scenes and stuff i felt like that was really lacking like a lot of what would happen in this was people would fire guns and Neo would just hold his hands up oh. to stop all the bullets. Like the amount of times, I think it happened three or four times where a bunch of bullets got shot and he just like stops them.
0: Oh, that's really too bad. Yeah, it was supposed to be a, a quasi kung fu movie originally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I there was there were some parts which were like, oh that was that was kind of cool. Maybe this is like their thing this time. But for the most part, like a lot of the shots were like recreations from the first and second movie. Like and they were almost kind of meta about it and, and self-referential. Um, in a way that had had some promise. But I just I don't know, maybe I need a rewatch, but I, I think by and large it was like Jen said the same thing too, who had just gone through the full trilogy. Yeah. Pretty much had the same opinions as I did on the, you know, first through third. And then was excited to watch this new sequel. And then was like, I was actually thinking about that again. And like, not impressed.
0: Uh, better than part three? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was better than part three, I think. It's but just it was, really too bad. It was so close in some ways. It's, <laughs> it's funny, like Keanu
0: is quite singular as a movie star because he's, he's so affixed to a few franchises that have been... Mostly very successful. And really, I just mean The Matrix and and John Wick. And like, I guess the Bill and Ted is is not enormously successful. It's a little successful and has like a cult following. But I kind of feel like there was more hype about that than there needed to be considering nobody actually had any strong opinions about it. And maybe what we learned from uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music is that nobody really cares anymore. But people do still Mm -hmm. care about The Matrix because something that they can't take away is that the first Matrix was... A really really great story Um, and even the second one is fine but it's it's it you know maybe we would live in a better world if there only ever was one matrix movie and I I kind of think that Keanu maybe doesn't have any any sacredness for his movie franchises anymore because we just keep tacking on more of them there's gonna be a fourth John Wick and that's coming out next year so like clearly Mm -hmm. like um, less is more is not his approach
1: yeah, and he's kind of got like, honestly, it was the first time where I've watched Keanu and went like, that's not great acting. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. The first time, was, really? Like, I know, I know. And it's just because I have a soft spot for Keanu. But yeah. but usually he's kind of just playing like, like, wait a second, so you're saying I can dodge bullets kind of thing? <laughs> like, And you're like, oh, I'm fine, you're an action star. Yeah. But he was kind of trying to play psychotic.
2: Oh,
0: yeah
1: a little bit like he was like kind of like wondering if he was losing his mind, uh, and it it, w- it wasn't strong.
0: Is the idea that he's like now old and grizzled and kind of traumatized by his past experiences in and out of the Matrix?
1: No, like he he thinks that he was in the Matrix, um, and he makes makes a video game series about it. Oh. But he's also he's like falling apart. So they're like. we're going back to the matrix we gotta like remake the matrix that's like part of the like video game thing meanwhile he's like wondering if this is all real and if it's worth like going through those kind of painful memories of like creating the original game again but also wondering if he was actually he's like i actually have memories of being there Hmm. and like Trinity's like a character in it and so it's like he ended up kind of saving zion which is like this this World that the real world that they lived in but he also kind of was like Taken prisoner by the machines with Trinity because their ship like crashed when he was trying to do that Which is like already I'd explained way too much and it's so confusing But he's he's essentially like plugged back into the matrix and so they like put him in this this program
0: Uh, Well, you can choose to not answer this because you know better than me whether or not it would be a, a harsh spoiler But do we get any fish burn in this movie? We don't. Okay. All right. But yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen is, is kind of Morpheus or not
1: directly? Yeah. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that he is Morpheus. It's like yeah. basically like, a, hey, you know, we programmed him. It's like a recreation. And yeah, it's, I
0: mean, he's like wearing the glasses in the trailer. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler.
1: Yeah. The other thing is like they're actually in like an old dilapidated movie house where like clips of the original Matrix are playing
2: okay.
1: at one point where he's like remember remember when I said this kind of thing and like it's from the like, movie like, it's a blu-ray of the... <laughs> yeah. He, he's actually like repeating lines that he said like remember that kind of thing and you're just like what is happening oh wow well yeah. I don't know
0: maybe the Wachowskis aren't great filmmakers anymore maybe that was just like a one time lucky
1: I don't know you know what What movie I'm interested in seeing and, and I don't know if you ever saw as a Hanks fan is um, Cloud Atlas
0: Cloud Atlas is. I'm sure you heard him on Simmons. He said that was one of his favorite movie experiences. Yeah. No, I I, I haven't seen it.
1: You haven't seen it. Yeah, I I heard him say that. I think it had a lot to do with like the the um, like beach setting that they filmed a lot of it on. Yeah. Like he loved doing that. Yeah, he was having a good time in his life
0: while he was making that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I think I think ultimately, like. I've seen some people say, like, Cloud oh, Atlas is amazing, but it just was such a flop that I, I've never checked it out. Yeah. No, and I think
0: it's based on IP, too. I, I never made it all the way there in my in my Tom Hanks journey, um, but maybe I will someday. I did watch You've Got Mail okay. last night for the umpteenth time.
1: <laughs> oh, cool. I don't think I've ever watched it.
0: You've Got Mail's great. I mean, for obvious reasons, there are parts of it that. Uh, don't age very well because of, like, the the mechanisms of it, like the AOL of yeah. it all. But I had a realization, right. and this won't, this won't, like, resonate with you because you don't know the movie, but I had a realization last night that I think I know how to fix the some of the plot holes in it. Like, one of the big issues with You've Got Mail is that um, the, obviously they're, like, falling in love in their virtual relationship and they don't know who each other is. But in the real world, they're, like, professional enemies. Like, he's this big, uh, like book tycoon this is another thing that doesn't age right. very well he essentially owns barnes and noble and she owns this little independent bookstore around the corner and so he's putting her out of business um and so um halfway through the movie she in fact does go out of business and so something about the movie that kind of doesn't that people poke holes in is that like when they do ultimately fall in love and they put their professional uh 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 coral beside you're like how could she ever forgive him for closing down her dead mother's store that she loved more than anything like how could she possibly like get past that when like at the end of the day he did capitalism her out of existence
1: um it was like predatory
0: but like i realized last night like all through the movie they're trying really hard to make fox books which is his big uh conglomerate they're trying to make it more new york centric like they're trying to like imbue it with more uh like Manhattanism. And there's one point where she realizes her store is gonna go out of business. And she goes into Fox books and she is very teary and she's recommending kids' books to like other customers because she the idea is that she knows everything there is to know about children's books because she has like impeccable right. taste and she's just like a very like wonderful, uh, book loving person. And he overhears her doing this and he kind of gets like a twinkle in his eye. Like he sees how genuine and special uh, the world of kids books are to her and I can't figure out now why Nora Ephron didn't choose for Fox Books to acquire her brand so that she could like run the kids department at Fox, Fox Books right. <laughs> like, and so instead she just like doesn't have a job at the end of the movie but she has a boyfriend and he gets to keep being yeah. successful in rich and,
1: and the store is closed yeah that's yeah. such an easy fit
0: yeah it's see i don't know why i never thought of it before but like they even show they go the extra mile they make the effort of proving that she could work at fox books but they never actually go through with it
1: maybe the like pre sort of uh, like 2000s world of like tech and acquisition was so much less popular at that point right that it literally just never occurred to them like oh I, you could buy another business
0: like, well and also the movie talk does a lot to discuss uh big evil soulless corporation virtue versus uh, a store that has like a lot of heart and sincerity and so like maybe the writer believes nor believes that kathleen would never want to work for a big company. But I think you could also very effectively convince us that he's had a change of heart too and they're going to run Fox Books differently. I don't know. Like, it's just... Totally.
1: You think, yeah, exactly. You think if she, she was incapable of having that change of heart, that she then wouldn't be able to have that change of heart about the person. How about him? Which she ultimately was.
0: All that to say, I do recommend it as like one of the absolute great romantic comedies of its era. And I mean, if you like when Harry met Sally, you'll like this cause it's a lot of the same pieces. It's not as good as when Harry met Sally, but of the Meg yeah. Ryan, Nora Ephron uh, trio, it's, it's probably second ahead of sleepless in Seattle. I, do, I I love that movie of the new content. I watched, uh, speaking of apocalypse things, I watched Don't look up. Um,
1: yes, I watched that last night.
0: Great. Uh, really then we should, night. we should talk about don't look up, mm-hmm. which I think is in most ways, a really good movie and i was supremely bummed when it was over
1: yeah it it dra- it dragged on
0: it's long yeah it's probably too long
1: uh, like i kind of thought after like 45 minutes it was going to be done
0: oh wow i didn't find it that dull uh, i i like i said i thought it was pretty good but i think it could have been uh 150 instead of 220
1: yeah yeah, yeah exactly and yeah. and i think that um, i think the acting was obviously like great like there's a lot of really good actors leo's there. great
0: he's like when he screams he's really great
1: yeah i even thought chalamet was like decent
0: <laughs> i well the nice thing about chalamet is you think he's just going to be like a walk-on because this movie's full of big names but um then he like hangs out through the rest of the movie and when he like says that prayer at the dinner table it's actually awesome like it feels really he good he actually
1: has a he actually has a point yeah and people are like oh yeah that that can exist and even like even Jonah Hill like at the end of the movie when his mom <laughs> has bailed on him. Yeah. He, he's he's kind of got that like that last minute like she's coming back. She's I think I think back. Jonah's like,
0: really good. I think Jonah's is excellent in the movie. I actually think Merrill's yeah. not that good in the movie.
1: No. Yeah, it's a, the character was like a a bit much.
0: I thought Mark Rylance while good will give me nightmares. I I I just I got really uncomfortable. And I think that was the point, but like the way he spoke and his fake teeth, like I was, I I got chills from that guy. I don't like
1: him. The, the way he spoke in the in the original presentation when he was like fumbling over what he was actually saying. Yeah. And then also like, <laughs> uh, Mr. Ishwell, may I say something? No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: and then they take yeah. the kids' phones away after the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the. The thing that depresses me is not like ultimately what happens at the end of the movie, because whatever that has to happen. But like, it it, it depresses me what it's saying about our world. Like this is not the real world, but it's very it's a very not veiled allegory for climate change and just like how we interact with our powers that be and our corporations. And basically, the thesis of Don't Look Up is we're so fucked. And yeah, I didn't need to spend two and a half hours learning that from somebody. I live
1: it. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's what a lot of people are saying, too. A lot of a lot of people are like, uh, um, McKay, can you stop yelling at me about things I already agree with?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, J-Law was good. Like you said, the cast is pretty good. I thought it was a good movie. I don't think it's Oscar-worthy. I think maybe what we've learned is that McKay is better telling a real story or someone else's story because I kind of think that, like, some of it feels really grounded in reality. And then like in the end, when they go to an alien planet and like they ha- suddenly have a spaceship that can like put people in hyperbaric chambers for 21,000 years and just like fly to the nearest earth like planet, like suddenly it gets really insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It gets really campy at the end. I, and it's almost like they were supposed to like, that was supposed to kind of bring us back or something. Cause, well, cause it, the movie kind of ends and you go like, Oh, at and least it was you know, gratifying. Part, it Like
0: yeah. it, it ends like on kind of a, Oh, haha! Moment rather than just like utter despair.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, I thought the editing was pretty good. Like, I like the way they like cut in and out of conversations. I like the way they just like had B-roll of different things existing or living or growing. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the editing around the actual impact, like around the dinner table when they just like free- cool. freeze on J Law and like the walls are cracking and stuff. I thought that was pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but overall, like, give it my ass, or like, I guess it's a, it's a fine watch. Like Like, I said, I
0: think it was a good movie. I never want to see it again because it kind of just was a drag.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even like the the Don't Look Up was clearly the Make America Great Again. I didn't realize that until like the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean they're wearing red ball hats. Yeah, they
1: actually have <laughs> But
0: like at one point they're at a rally and so like Meryl's on stage and it's exactly like a MAGA rally and then one of her followers looks up at the sky and sees the comet and then they all start to turn on her and they're like, You lied to us and I'm like, that's not what happens in real life. In real life they can see right. in front of their eyes that people are dropping like flies and it doesn't right. matter, like they still follow senselessly. So that that's actually not a good uh, comparison.
1: Well, and the whole thing was like, so you finally looked up and saw the thing that they said was there, yeah. but like, just just not really pay attention to, but for some reason you paid attention to it.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it was there all
1: along. It, it's not like it got that much crazier all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I guess in this conversation, I'm realizing I kind of don't give it my ass. Although I I enjoyed myself for most of it, and then at the end I was like, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> Disappointed. Yeah. My other yeah. my other big disappointment was being the Ricardos. Oh, you watched it? Yeah. I've ne- I don't think I've ever disliked something Sorkin so much. Not even close. In fact,
1: really. Yeah. And you really dislike? It. Was Was it a movie? It was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a movie. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. It's It suffers from a lot of things, and I don't even know that I've distilled exactly what it is. The obvious thing people want to nitpick is the casting of kidman and uh javier bardem um i actually don't think that's the biggest issue i think i think they're both okay in it if anything's wrong with their casting it's strictly the age of the people like Mm. she plays lucy over a span of time like starting at like 25 and at the oldest she plays her she's 39 and pregnant and kidman's like 52 so it makes no sense to cast her in this right um Bardem, too, is just, like, he kind of has this old face. He's not, like, fresh-faced like, like Ricky is. Um, hey, totally.
1: He came into Hollywood as, a, as an old-faced man.
0: Absolutely. Like- Somebody pointed out on Reddit, and I think this is a good take, because of her existing experience as a Sorkin leading lady, this would have been maybe better with uh, Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Although I don't know if she can be funny. Not that Kidman is especially funny in this. Like, it's kind of that cliche of, like, she's funny for cameras, but she's, like, really mean in in the rest of the movie. And not that you want your characters to be one-dimensionally virtuous, but it's been so long since his characters were even for sure good people. And, like, she's, right. she's kind of not. The, the story doesn't know if it wants to be about marriage or about old show business or j edgar hoover somehow like there's this really shoehorned bizarre plot about how like lucille ball is rumored to be um like a dues-paying member of the communist party and that's threatening their show and meanwhile also she's she's like clamoring to keep her marriage and like her ideal home life intact and the other people she works with find her really difficult and tony hale is her showrunner and he calls himself a showrunner even though that term wasn't used until 1992 at one point she says don't gaslight me and you're like i know ingrid bergman made a movie about that but i don't think so i don't think you'd say that then and like right it was just it was just unnatural and not fun and boring and i just don't get the impression that this story mattered any more to aaron sorkin than it did to me
1: wow that's um, yeah. I I definitely won't watch it now. I, I was considering watching it. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't. And you know that I would give it the benefit of the doubt.
1: Is is Amazon kind of a red flag?
0: I've been thinking about that. I kind of think that le- like less and less is there any good content on their platform at all. If I wasn't paying to get my packages in two days, I don't think I'd need their streaming service.
1: Yeah, it's got it's got like a couple things on it. but i think i think the other ones are really the the you know your netflix your apple your disney are kind of the the main ones
0: yeah and it'll be interesting to see what 2022 brings like they have lord of the rings like that'd be a big moment for them um yes true but like previous to that are there big shows like acquisitions like fleabag which was originally bbc3 and like then it became a prime thing i I don't know
1: that was a smart move i think
0: it was i mean they've made good business decisions i guess but like i can't think of like what their if like stranger things and house of cards are like the essence and bridgerton are the essence of what netflix is i don't know what what amazon prime is
1: i honestly think it's like jack ryan and Ah. yellowstone and Yellowstone. Yeah. Wait, it, but Yellowstone isn't even an original Amazon show. It's not. It's uh, no. It's a. Uh, it started. It was. I think that was more of an acquisition.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think
1: it started on like the WB, like the Warner Brothers or Paramount Plus. Like it started on Paramount Plus.
0: Hey, as boring as I found Yellowstone, I am kind of interested in 1883, the Yellowstone prequel.
1: Okay. I don't know. Talk on it. Why? Why? Why is it? What draws you in?
0: Well, I just think because it looks like a root and cowboy show. Like I, I, it's. I mean, Tim Tim McGraw is the lead in it, which doesn't mean anything to me. But like, I think he plays Kevin Costner's like great grandfather or something, and so it's it's the idea of this family, but when they came out west and like established, and I, I just kind of like that era.
1: I think Faith Hill is the other
0: uh, I know. lead. That's kind of weird. <laughs> that's that's kind of weird. Maybe maybe that's a red flag, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe she'll sing Where Are You Christmas.
1: I hope she does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be, be so weird. She sings like an old-timey version of Where, you Are, Where Are You Christmas. I think it's good. Uh, <laughs> did you watch band, the yeah. the trailer for The Batman? Big, long trailer came out, The Bat and the Cat.
1: No, I didn't watch it yet. I saw Posted.
0: Looks good. Looks gritty. Looks like it might be R-rated. I don't know if that's been uh, declared yet, but like it would be cool if it is.
1: Yeah, we, we kind of thought this was going to be the R-rated Batman, right? It but feels
0: like it, or maybe I'm being duped.
1: Who knows? Lots. DC, hard to trust them.
0: Yeah, and like lots of, um, lots of Batman graphic novel content would, if done properly, merit an R-rating. Like it can be very violent, and I think this is going to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like there was a movie we watched recently that was like kind of violent, kind of had that undertone of like oh wow that's actually i think it was the matrix oh yeah like stepped up the violence level like the the amount of like gore that you would kind of really
0: so it's got like a brutality to it
1: a little bit a little bit you actually saw a little more blood splatter i think is the only thing which you didn't really see in any of the
0: no not at all
1: original matrix how was
0: nph by the way because i kind of think maybe he's not a good actor for screen
1: he's like exactly what you expect him to be yeah. in that role. Like he's very like kind of smarmy kind of like, like, yeah, that, that's basically a kind of like smart ass smarmy kind of guy who starts out very like, he's like a, the therapist. Yeah. And then, yeah, you kind of learn more about his character. I kind of think he's not good.
0: I kind of think like, obviously he's talented in many ways and he's found some things that are good for him on screen, but like he's, I remember when he was in Gone Girl, and then he promoted it on Stern, and he like talked like now he's going to be in more David Fincher movies, and I just don't see that yeah. happening.
1: He <laughs> was like the exact same character in The Matrix as he was in Gone Girl.
0: Okay, yeah. So he's got one yeah. one villain. He's got one sinister yeah, guy.
1: A kind of like erudite smurm.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, John Mark Valet died. He's the director of Dallas Buyers Club. He worked on Big Little Lies and Sharp Objects, which is really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, John Madden died yesterday.
1: John Madden died. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. They, they just released a like two hour special on Christmas Day, like a two hour like documentary about his life.
0: I wonder if they knew he was going to die. Like, if this was to get it out. It kind
1: of kind of seems like it.
0: He was in his eighties, and he was like kind of a big yeah. fella and stuff, right?
1: Oh yeah, he was eighty nine, and uh, for sure was like comfortably three hundred pounds. I don't know oh, what geez. he was recently but yeah. Like, yeah he was like he started as like a linebacker and then was like right. a coach and if you're a football coach you're so prone to heart attacks like the amount of heart attacks that have happened in the NFL is crazy like they do not prioritize health in the so
0: least. all things considered he might have like lived past his expectations Not to be crass. I
1: I was surprised that, yeah, Yeah. I was surprised that he died when he was 89. But Uh, I think he he had a lot of fun with like the the commentating and stuff. He did that for a while and then he started the the Madden football series, which is pretty crazy. Like, where everyone else has, like, NBA 2K. Like, Mm. this is the essential, of like, NFL 22. Like, NFL 22. It's Madden 22.
0: His name is, like, inextricably associated with it. Like, I'm going to go play some Madden. And, like, I have to think that that made him richer than anything else in his career.
1: Oh, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. He'd been, uh, yeah, and he was, like, a two-time, like, Hall of Famer for playing, for coaching and commentating, I think. And I don't think that that made him as much money as, like, I think, yeah, he probably could have never done any of those things. And still, 75% of his fortune was probably wrong. Wow.
0: Oh, good for him. Definitely a legend. Um, and I don't know if this matters to you, but Joan Didion died about a week ago. And that, I found that kind of sad.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything that she's done. I know people started like posting her essays and stuff. I wasn't familiar. I'm sure my sister was very familiar.
0: Yeah, I think she would be up your sister's alley. She's just this like great... Um, like mid-century journalist essayist like largely californian but and largely very american but she's of like the capote era almost um and and she's just she was um sardonic and and very funny and she wrote a great book that i read called the year of magical thinking and it's really sad it's about her husband suddenly dying like she like her her husband was this novelist and they were like very close and like a lovely couple and then he just like died and so it's about the year after that and learning to live with it and then she wrote a sequel to the year of magical thinking and i forget what it was called but it's about her daughter suddenly dying um oh my god so she like experienced a lot of sadness and she was just always like a really wise great writer but she was also in her 80s
1: right so it's one of those things where you're like sad but at least it's not like a 50 or 60 year old just like Where'd they
0: go? What happened? I wanted to hit you with this because, and this is going to put you on the spot, but uh, we were we saw a tweet the other day and I, I'm sorry I can't give credit, but it was basically a prompt of what movie you would like to see remade by the Muppets, but one of the actors stays the same. So there's always like a token human in Muppet movies like Michael Caine or Tim Curry or whatever. So like what movie uh. would you like to see as a Muppet movie, except there can be one human actor in it?
1: Yeah, I think it has to have kind of like a funny are we talking about like a full rewrite or are we talking about exact same movie? Oh,
0: so like, I think I think a full rewrite is necessary. Like it has to yeah, be kind yeah. of given the Muppet uh treatment. Right.
1: Like like a la the Christmas Carol or something like I was thinking um, like
0: something that's doable would be the Breakfast Club. And it's just it's a question of who stays in the movie. Like does the principal stay in the movie or does like Judd Nelson stay in the movie and the rest of them are I think, Muppets
1: I think you really hit hit a chord with uh, John Hughes movies in general Yeah I think there's a lot of fun you could have with like Ferris Bueller's and Home Alone And uh, Like Pretty in like, Pink six, <laughs> six, Yeah, Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink Like all of these things I think You could have like characters walking down the hallway Of a high school We've never I'm had a, a
0: Muppet High School movie Which it,
1: it's so right for it Like, like Miss Piggy's the cool girl or something And Kermit's, like, a nerd, but she, like, loves the nerd. And Well, similar, similarly, she's all, like... She's all that.
0: Or <laughs> a high school movie that's not John Hughes, but obviously I love is Back to the Future. Like, do we keep Michael J. Fox, but then, like, his parents are Kermit and Piggy, and he's in high school with right.
1: them? <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible.
0: And Biff is both Statler and Waldorf together? Like, the old yeah, people them. in the balcony? I don't know. Anyway, so That'll I came work. I came up with they an answer for this and I came up with an answer for this and now I'm obsessed with it and I really want it. Um yep. so what I want is a Muppet James Bond movie but with but with Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso playing James Bond.
1: <laughs> wow. I think you nailed it.
0: I think I did cuz I think he's funny enough and it, actually in general I don't think he should be ruled out of the James Bond conversation even In earnest, because he has so much charm and he's very British and like he's fit and gruff, but like also handsome. And like, I think he actually checks a lot of boxes, but also he's very weird and funny. And I think he could work with the Muppets in a spy movie.
1: I've never heard heard him on like any pod, like, he has his own podcast. I think I had never heard it.
0: I heard one podcast because he had Pete Holmes on and they just talk about movies. He's like quite a movie nerd.
1: Was it good?
0: Yes, and it's also easy to forget that Roy Kent's voice is not his voice.
1: Oh, my God. I actually, it almost kind of drove me crazy in the second season, like, he almost walked, took it down yeah, more. He, like, ended it up.
0: In the pilot, he doesn't have it at all. He just talks with his regular voice.
1: I don't mind him having, like, a a bit more of that, but, like, it's, like, there's times where he's, like, Telling kids to fuck off or something. Yeah,
0: it's like, he's it. He really lays it on thick. But I love that guy. He's he's great.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to listen to that podcast.
0: Uh, I have a very short list of my favorite shows of this past year. I actually made an observation about about this year in TV shows that shocked me.
1: I hear you. I hear you with that. It was hard to put. It. I, I made a top ten list. Okay, but it was it was more difficult than usual. And I think actually. Part of what happened was that I didn't follow through on some of the ones that were on other people's lists.
0: So what I realized is that there is only one show in our entire podcast slate in the year of 2021 that I followed through on. And it's only Murders in the Building. It's the only show that premiered in this calendar year that I watched
1: every episode of. Yeah. I was going to say, and that, that was one that was, it, I filed that under on everyone's list yeah. that I didn't didn't follow through with. Right. But it was good enough to follow through on well actually i think i was even a little more hesitant but now i want to and jen's like i think we should watch that like did you watch the first episode i was like yeah
0: you you should watch it especially if you're like looking for something to watch it's it's super palatable and it's kind of and you like then you can set it up for season two which which is probably going to be good too everything i watched this year was either made a a couple years ago or a couple decades ago like my favorite shows that i watched this year were ted lasso succession uh i may destroy Mm -hmm. you mad men and dawson's creek those were the shows that i got joy out of this year and Mm -hmm. none of them were like podcast shows
1: what about like the white lotus that didn't oh that's a good point i guess i
0: forgot about that one i don't know how i missed that but yeah that's that's another one on top of only murders in the building actually i enjoy white lotus more because of the the discussion around it
1: yeah and and i think um what else do i have here as like original uh yeah honestly mayor of east town like was super high up on my list. people love that yeah yeah but i think i think between both of us maybe succession season three was maybe our favorite thing on tv this year definitely this
0: year, I yeah i mean if i'm strictly yeah. talking about things i started and finished this year that that doesn't count i guess but like yes this is the year i fell in love with succession and i i certainly derived the most excitement from it it's very enthusiastic
1: yeah, and I, I think about it the most, I think, too, mm-hmm. like like the moves that might have been made. I think if I rewatched it, I would get a lot out of rewatching season three or even yeah. the whole series.
0: Well, I'm, I'm experiencing an interesting thing with Becky where it, it's very unusual that I'll watch something completely on my own, uh, but mm-hmm. that's what I did because we tried to watch Succession. We watched about half of the first season and I would have kept going with it, but she was bored. And so when we got Crave, I was like, look, I'm going to leave you in the dust. I'm watching this show. She's like, okay, fine. Yeah. But then she's watched throughout this third season. It become one of the most talked about shows in the world. And she, mm-hmm. she's having FOMO about it, which is a feeling I've okay. had about many TV shows. And so I, I recognize oh, right. it. And so she keeps saying, okay, well, maybe I'll give it another shot. And I told her, if you're having a hard time, like getting past all the chit-chat of season one, just start on the first season finale which is Shiv and Tom's wedding, and a crazy thing happens at the end yeah. of that episode, and it's going to hook you on that episode. Uh, and so I think we'll probably rewatch the series before season four, and uh, and that'll be my opportunity to watch it all the way through.
1: Nice. I'm, yeah, I'm sad about how... Like, they haven't recorded season four yet, have they?
0: No, no.
1: It's going to be one of those things where it comes out in, like, 2023, I Ugh, think. Maybe, yeah. Um, Number one on my list was Succession. Number two was Mayor of Easttown. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought it was just one of the most all jokes. Everybody I'm loved I did, I, it,
0: I didn't watch it. Maybe I'll give it a shot because people loved it so much. People loved Winslet.
1: Oh, I thought you did. No, I didn't watch um, it. I have Love Life season two as my number four.
0: I didn't watch that either.
1: No, no. I think you'd like that. Yeah, probably. Um, Ted Lasso season two is my number five. What We Do in the Shadows, season three as my six.
0: Yeah, you were a latecomer to What We Do in the Shadows. I was a
1: late, yep. Uh, My seven is controversial because it's been on no one's lists. And I actually really liked it. And Jen was like, oh, what about that show? I was like, yes, 100%. It's on my top ten list. And that's Foundation. No one cares about Foundation. Nobody talks about Foundation. so impressive.
0: I feel so bad for the people who invested millions of dollars in that show because it seems like it's not going to land.
1: And i thought, had like visually so cool, and actually like some of the character stuff that it like, was. I just I thought it was super original.
0: But is that but, one of those shows that already got renewed for a couple seasons because of the huge investment?
1: I think it did. So hopefully, it, it has and, some
0: some some late uh, Johnny Come Latelys to that show, so that it actually could could carry out a, a proper run.
1: I hope. I hope by season two we start seeing some articles about like why you should be watching why are you foundation, sleeping
0: on foundation okay. yeah
1: yeah um i think you should leave season two as my eight. Oh yeah uh I, I put loki as my nine okay and then in 10 i'm in kind of a weird spot i can ultimately probably pick one but like there's just a bunch of shows like reservation dogs is good um Station 11, I feel like, could easily be in my top 10 list once I actually finish it, but mm-hmm. it, it's weird to put it there before it's done. Wait, have you said White Lotus yet? Yeah, White Lotus was my number uh, my number three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I skipped. I think I did skip that, but yeah, White Lotus was three. Um, but, like, Preservation Dogs, Station 11, and then I have shows like, um, like Yellow Jackets, which has also been very good. Yeah. Very kind of uh cool in a in a different kind of way saved by the bell season two i thought was actually like amazing i, I messaged my sister about it and i was like tell me that you're watching she was like oh my god i can't believe we haven't talked about it it's like the funniest show on tv great like if you if you watched the original like it's so self-referential self-referential in such a funny way that the season two was like an incredible time
0: I would get those jokes because I watched a ton of Saved by the Bell when I was a kid I don't know why I didn't connect with it in the first go-around but it's another one that I feel like you're the only one blowing that horn
1: I know I think it's because it's on Peacock yeah Um, so it's first of all we're we're not getting it locally like not a lot of people are talking about it but it's it's on W so we're just recording them on W oh that's great yeah okay yeah so we finished finished the second season there um and then I have my kind of like classic uh, uh, ones on everyone's lists, which were that I didn't finish, which were like Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Underground ra- Railroad. Yeah. We Are be. Lady Parts.
0: Oh, gee, I don't even know what that is.
1: Like a Muslim punk band in England or something.
0: We Are Lady Parts. Okay.
1: Yeah. And suddenly it's a cool name.
0: Suddenly it's a great name. I get it.
1: Yeah. Um and uh and the other two, which I love the first season of I loved it so much, and it probably would have been on my top ten list, but I found it impossible to find. What's it's not the other on two? Prey. The other two is that one with um Drew Tarver and uh made by Sarah Schneider. They're the they're the brother and sister of like the Justin Bieber like right. character.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: That season was so good. And apparently the second season was really good too. I just need to like find it somewhere.
0: Hacks is a really interesting artifact because people were so excited about about Jean, uh, what's her name, and Jean Smart. And, and she had a good year, obviously, although I thought maybe uh Mayor of Easttown would be a bigger component of that. And Hacks is just, ironically, it felt a little bit hacky to me, at least in terms of structure. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like we pulled... Jane Curtin's daughter out from the friggin minor leagues and made her like a, an A-list celebrity really fast. And I all based yeah. on like 10 episodes of HBO content that just felt like a, a Kathy Griffin lifetime movie to me.
1: Mm. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. It, it didn't after The first episode, neither of us were that. I think we gave it our ass. Yeah. I but think I, probably, but I don't think we were like, this is going to be one of the best shows of the year. Right and a lot of people really liked it
0: I have a, a, a pretty substantial list of shows that are coming out in 2022 if you want me to go over some of those sure uh, these are shows that we will uh, invariably do podcasts about uh, and they mostly are listed I think in, um, in release order although I don't have any dates so I can't tell you that right. um, starting with yeah. How I Met Your Father which comes out in the next few weeks on Hulu and Disney Plus Star Hilary Duff in the second attempt at a How I Met Your Mother spinoff
1: yeah I, I haven't watched it. Jen's excited about it. She she loves Hilary Duff, although she right. acknowledges that she's not a great actor.
0: But she's not a great actor. I also have a soft spot for Hilary Duff. Um, and I have a soft spot for How I Met Your Mother. I watched the trailer for this, and it looks a little generic. It looks like they're It looks like the tone is the same, and that could be good or it could be bad. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, notably. The voiceover that once was Bob Saget is now Kim Cattrall of Sex and the City fame, who is yeah, notably yeah. absent from the Sex and the City reboot, which, by the way, is like a whole like celebrity news can of worms that we haven't even touched on. Um, right. but she's now on the outs at Sex and the City, but she is Sophie Older in How I Met Your Father. But rather than just a voiceover, she's a one-shot sitting on a couch telling the story. So I don't know. That's a slight difference. Oh, interesting. Um. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Probably easier for them to do. Does
0: Jen care about Sex in the City? Is that a thing that's in your home?
1: Uh, yes, she does. It's one of those shows that, like, when I'm not around, she'll watch. I think she's watching the like
0: reboot. And um, just like that, it's called, which is a bad title as far as I'm concerned. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. No. I don't I'm, get why they.
0: Like, Carrie's a podcaster now. She's a sex uh, therapist on a podcast rather than a columnist. And so they're just trying really hard to make it relevant.
1: Yeah, yeah. I heard them say The the pilot was playing while I was in the kitchen one day And I heard them say podcast like six times Where I'm like, oh, they're just going for buzzwords Yeah, exactly
0: uh, Coming up pretty soon, I didn't know this was even happening uh, Peacemaker, this is John Cena in a Suicide Squad spinoff TV series
1: I saw a trailer for that And I thought I was just watching a Suicide Squad trailer But uh, I'm interested in what they might make of a streaming Is it on like the WB network or something?
0: Yeah, I don't know I have no idea. I don't really even know where Suicide Squad fits into the DCCU anymore, or even if such a thing exists, considering Matt Reeves, the Batman and like the fact that we've had a couple Suicide Squad origin movies. And I didn't see the second one, which I heard was actually critically good, but didn't make any money. So it's a whole mess.
1: Yeah. I think John Cena has got what it takes to carry a TV show.
0: I don't have a problem with John Cena being a movie star, but I don't like him. No, no. I find that the, the sense of humor is the same every time, and it bores me.
1: Yeah, even in like a, like a, a train wreck kind of situation. That was
0: the first time I, I saw it, I guess, and that, it was funny yeah. then, but, you know, blockers, I, I don't need it.
1: Right, blockers, I didn't see it
0: uh, the Gilded Age, which is a new Julian Fellowes show. He's the creator of Downton Abbey. So I'm kind of interested in that. And it's, it's set in New York City during the economic boom of 1882. So uh, circa the Yellowstone prequel, but set in New York City and with the Downton Abbey kind of aesthetic. So that's probably up my alley. Gotcha. It's called The Gilded Age. Um, the After Party, which is a Lord and Miller show. And it stars like Tiffany Haddish and Ben Schwartz yes. and Ike Barinholtz. And yeah, I don't know if somebody goes missing or somebody gets murdered or something, but it's obviously like a dark comedy about like a uh, literally after the party happens and some crazy shit ensues.
1: Yeah. Um, what's his name? Dave uh, Franco's Franco, in it. Not, yeah. Not James. Yeah. He's the one who gets murdered. It's, it shows up in the trailer.
0: It is a murder thing. Okay.
1: It is a murder thing. And someone at the party did it, but I think everyone kind of like hangover style, like either like is messed up or anyways yeah i think that's that's the gist of it 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 looks funny
0: is it a conventional murder mystery a la agatha christie
1: yeah i think so great i think it's that but with like a ton of really funny people in it
0: great that's that's perfect i can't wait uh we got pam and tommy with sebastian stan and seth rogan and lily james
1: that's a show, eh? It's not it's a movie? A se-
0: Yeah, I kinda thought also that it was a movie, but it's a series. And that seems unnecessary. Like it just does not seem like we need eight hours of that.
1: No, it's a lot of hours of that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. yeah. But that's happening. Uh Bel Air coming out about mid year. This is the Ernest Fresh go. Prince remake. Yep. The actor playing Will Make is him. named Banks in real life, which is interesting.
1: yeah Yeah. I am taking notes on this by the way I actually want to like remember all of these
0: okay all right something called uh super pumped which comes from the creator of of billions it's like an an anthology series about like business and culture and like like entrepreneurs and tycoons and magnates like trying to crush I guess and it stars uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Kyle Chandler
2: Huh. okay
0: perhaps the most anticipated series of the year uh or one of them anyway, the Lord of the Rings on Amazon Prime, which there's just yes. a lot of questions about this. Who knows what to expect? But it could be great, um, or it could be a huge letdown, but we do know that it's the highest budgeted TV season of all time.
1: And and when does it come out?
0: About mid-year. I, I don't know if we have a release date, okay. but prob- I'm thinking probably early fall. Okay. This is another Amazon show, so I guess it'd be interesting. Um, an interesting year for Amazon, the A League of Their Own TV series, which might have like mm. like Cecily Strong in it, or, or I, I might be making that up. That'd be good casting. It would be good casting. Um, yeah, I don't know much about it, but like it's a complete reboot of that movie with Gina Davis.
1: They could make A League of Their Own, honestly, with most of the female cast of Saturday Night Live, and I would watch
0: it. Of the current cast? Because like, don't forget, like Ghostbusters didn't really work, and that's true. We could cherry pick like like, funny women, which I think is what they're doing.
1: I think that the reason Ghostbusters didn't work is because people decided it didn't work before they even saw it.
0: Oh, I think that's a factor, and I think there was a lot of nastiness around that movie that was undue. But I and I didn't I didn't see it, and I don't need to because I actually don't care about Ghostbusters as a franchise. But like, I think the consensus also was that it wasn't good, and and. Part of the problem might be Leslie Jones. It might also be Kate McKinnon, who I haven't been kind towards lately on the podcast, but I don't feel like I should have to be. I, I don't get it. She's not untalented, but she's not she's not better than everyone else. <laughs> she's definitely not no. a movie star.
1: No. No, it uh it does not seem that way yet. But Melissa it McCarthy like is a movie has star. To write her thing.
0: Yeah, I guess. And is she a good writer? I don't know. Because everything that I she... I all the know. two-hander sketches she does on SNL that are funny, A.D. Bryant might have written them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, true.
0: Uh, Halo is finally going to be a TV series. The game. The video game. It's going to be on Paramount. So, okay. like, Master Commander wearing the big green helmet and everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a big Halo guy, like I had Halo on Xbox cuz I, I had I had
0: a Halo phase definitely like when it was the biggest yeah. game in the world I was me and my buddies were like into Halo and I think even as far back as then we were like I think there's going to be a Halo movie and I think Peter Jackson's going to make it and then that just like never happened and right. now we're 15 but years later There was
1: a Halo movie, wasn't
0: there? Maybe there was but Peter Jackson didn't make it. It obviously wasn't no. like memorable or a thing that anyone gave a shit about but like they're going to try and do it on TV. Yeah.
1: I I think there was a Halo movie, and I think The Rock might have been in it.
0: Whoa, that seems wrong. That seems like they shouldn't have done that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think if that did happen, I think history shows that they shouldn't have done that.
0: Another big one: uh, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel, starring Matt Smith, and it's about like the origins of House Targaryen. That'd be a really yeah. big. That'll be really telling about the next age of television.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Better Call Saul, the new season comes out, and I kinda wanna watch all of it before it comes out.
0: Yeah, so your existing relationship to it has been that you're just not a great fan of prequels, but there has been so much acclaim given to Better Call Saul that maybe it's worth it.
1: So much acclaim, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I support you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get invested now. People are still yeah. trying to get me to watch Breaking Bad and like, guys, save your breath. I'm not I, I believe you. I'm just not gonna. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Julia, I didn't know about this. They're doing a Julia Child bio series, not to be confused with like Julie and Julia, which is like kind of a fantastical, also Nora Ephron half biopic, but maybe wasn't really based on any reality. This is in fact about the life of Julia Child, the chef mm-hmm. and TV personality.
1: I do like watching movies where people are cooking.
0: Don't we all? What is it about that? We've been watching Stanley Tucci cook on YouTube in five minute chunks. Oh yeah. And that dude's cool and he's good at it. And I like seeing him scrape some onions into a big Dutch oven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Watching someone who knows what they're doing, they're quick and they're good and they're efficient.
0: (laughs) Big time. Miss Marvel is coming out towards the end of the year. This is obviously on Disney plus. It is another Marvel. uh, She's like a teen uh, she has shape-shifting powers. I'm not familiar with Miss Marvel, if she has anything to do with Captain Marvel, um, but it's just another... Uh, frankly, it seems to me like they're, it's going to slot in with your Haley Steinfeld as the new Hawkeye and whoever else right. they've been creating as like the next generation of the MCU.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you didn't follow up with Hawkeye. Nope.
0: Nope. Oh. And now it's not Christmas anymore, so...
1: Yeah, now you really don't want to. Watch I it. guess I just don't.
0: Other than that, I still haven't seen uh, Spider Man No Way Home, and I intend to. Although seeing it in theaters is going to be a challenge because I don't want to do that. Um, other than, than Spider Man, I think I'm really over the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It would the take it would take something uh, like very unusual for me to to get newly invested after Avengers Endgame. Yeah, this is such a successful yeah. finale to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: obi-wan kenobi comes right. out at some point maybe as early as may star wars day uh but starring and oh, mcgregor yeah. uh on tatooine in the era between episodes three and four
1: that's cool i do like that
0: and it could be just one of two or three star wars series coming out this year certainly we expect that andor is coming out as well this is uh the dude from rogue one uh cassian andor getting his own show kind of a prequel to that era, obviously, but um, Stellan Skarsgård is in it. Apparently the writing is really good because it doesn't have the name recognition of say an Obi-Wan Kenobi um, or even Boba Fett. It's going to seem like the underdog, even though it is still like obviously a Star Wars event. And I think expectations will be lower. And I think there's a good chance we'll look back on this episode and say, yeah, we were right. Actually, Andor was the best thing they put out this year. I think there's a good chance that it could be great.
1: Okay, nice. What about Mandalorian? Isn't that coming out this year too? Yeah, Mando 3 will
0: probably come out this year because they have been working on it. These are strictly new think... pilots coming out this year that I'm going Oh, to gotcha. Work. Yeah, Got, gotcha. But yes, there's tons of Star Wars content uh, and we're leading off with Book of Bubba Fett. This could go one of two ways. Uh, Wednesday, which is uh, Tim Burton, Barry Sonnenfeld joint. It's about Wednesday Adams, But it's, no, you'd think, but it's set in the 90s. They're doing like a 90s motif. And so maybe it'd be funny stylistically. I don't know who they got. I don't care about the Addams family, but like if it's fresh and it's not just the weird creepy house on the hill, eh, maybe.
1: I feel like kind of between Captain Marvel and yellow jackets, the space for like nineties nostalgia is, you know, you don't want to tap that mind too much.
0: And did you say saved by the bell?
1: And saved by the bell. Yeah. Although a lot of saved by the bell is current day like Yeah, but
0: it is still inherently nineties nostalgia.
1: It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: And then the only other one on my list is winning time, Rise of the Lakers dynasty. This is Adam McKay's uh, basketball thingy.
1: That's nostalgia I can get behind. Yeah. Kinda late late seventies, early eighties, showtime Lakers. Did you hear that they apparently wanted to call it Showtime, but it's an HBO property, so HBO's <laughs> like, we can't run a show called Showtime? No, of course so they why, can't. That's why they call it, so what's it called, Winning Time?
0: Winning Time, know? which sucks. That's not a great title.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the worst, the yeah. worst name for a show. They probably could have called it like, I don't know, I, I guess they can't call it Magic. Just call it like Lakers. Yeah. Winning Time. Just call it the Lakers,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. It's going to be an interesting year. There'll be more shows, obviously, but those are the big ones people are psyched about right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and you haven't watched Yellow Jackets yet?
0: No, I guess we'll probably do that coming up on the podcast. This is one of the shows that I know nothing about. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it's about at all, period.
1: The only thing that, having like, I'm now six episodes into it. The only thing that worries me about it is that it is showtime. Yeah. Okay. And Showtime tends to overdo everything that they try to do. They overstay their
0: welcome, but sometimes the first few seasons are great. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about Yellow Jackets for quite a long time.
1: Yeah, it's true. But I just, like, I don't know what show on Showtime has actually ended at the right time.
0: Similarly to our Amazon Prime conversation, I can't think of anything that's, like, iconically Showtime. They haven't done a good job of, like, owning their content.
1: Well, like Dexter, Ray Donovan, Billions—those are all Showtime shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, like clearly a different class of of show. Do you know
0: anything about the Dexter reboot? Which I'm hearing is generally like kind of okay.
1: Pretty decent. No, I haven't haven't got into it. Do you I care about Dexter? Uh, went down. I did, and then like I don't know if I do anymore.
2: Right. Fair <laughs> enough.
1: You know, like it was in a certain certain time where it was really interesting and kind of a new idea. And now I'm like, well, if I need to see what happens to him no. after they kind of muffed it the first time.
2: Yeah, did they ever?
1: Yeah. Right. Famously so. Will
0: Smith, according to his memoir, Will, uh, chose a $300,000 payday to work in the movie Six Degrees of Separation over a $10 million payday to star in Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, which ended up coming out with Joe Pesci. Um, of course, this is the movie where he ended up falling in love with Stockard Channing, so says his memoir. So he came away from the thing with a big crush and $300,000 and still is you know one of the all-time greatest movie stars. So I wouldn't say he lost, but very strange that he chose this, what I guess was thought to be an integrity move at the time, and still we never talk about Six Degrees of Separation starring Will Smith.
1: No, and Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag also, like, when did these come out? They both came out, what, like 2000-ish?
0: Late 90s. It was, like, just post Fresh Prince. Okay. So he's, like, making the transition.
1: Yeah. I don't even think he lost on, like, the Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag thing, because, like, we haven't seen it. We don't know what that is. I I I have no idea
0: what that is. I had to look it up, and I was very confused to see that it's actually a Joe Pesci movie now. Like, they they obviously changed it up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah like he like Joe Pesci took the role that Will was supposed to have I don't
0: know I don't know what eight heads in the duffel bag no. is but now it stars Joe Pesci and is 25 years old and instead Will Smith took a, a much smaller paycheck for uh six degrees of separation and certainly has not suffered career-wise
1: no I mean I will say the name eight heads in the duffel bag is a way cooler name than six degrees of separation
0: do you think that we had the expression Six Degrees of Separation in 1997, though? Or, like, does the expression come from that movie?
1: Oh, I'm sure it doesn't come from the movie. I'm sure it must have been, like, a a thing before that.
0: Yeah, it probably was. It probably was. Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag actually doesn't appeal to me. It sounds goofy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It like, kind of like Kingpin.
0: I kind of feel like like Will Smith made the right call here. Except for that, like, he didn't he didn't take the $10 million that he could have used to, like, feed his family. But he took the chump change, 300 grand.
1: Did he have a family at that point?
0: He had a family before Jada. Let's not forget, he has a son that's, like, our age. So, yes. Yeah, that's true. Trey. That's
1: true. Trey. Trey Smith. And then Willow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would say... Uh, Maybe the fact that he's—I bet his memoir would show everything. Maybe he's clairvoyant, and that's why you can't trust him. Oh, maybe like the book—if he's book he
0: clairvoyant—that would explain why the book is so damn long. Like, does it like tell about his future
1: too? <laughs> it, it does. Twenty, twenty-two through, through twenty forty. You
0: know? Yeah, and then he'll you know come up with a second volume. Right. Right. For uh, all those financial reasons and more we've learned, if nothing else in 2021, that you should never trust Will Smith?
1: Uh, 100%. I actually kind of thought at the end of Don't Look Up, he was gonna be one of the people that came out of those pods in 22,000 <laughs> years now with all the oil typhoons. Yes, and
0: only villains come out of those pods at the end, so that would make sense. Yeah. In 2022, yeah. I guess also we'll have to continue our uh, our education about why you should never trust Will Smith, but I have no doubts that it'd be a good year for
1: that. It's true. You didn't buy the memoir, did you? No. No. I know Jen's brother got it as a present. That makes me laugh.
0: Part of me was kind of hoping I'd get it as a present because I don't want to spend my money on it, but it would be a useful yeah, text for this podcast.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true, and I'm sure it would be kind of interesting. From a, yeah. you know, we don't trust everyone we read biographies about.
0: I mean, I wouldn't read the book cover to cover. It would just be useful to like no. to like open to a page and read a line, and we could mm-hmm. see in every line, I'm sure, why you should never trust Will
1: Smith. <laughs> every sentence, of every <laughs> line
0: uh yeah never I, that's have we signed it off yet
1: so so never trust Will Smith
0: never trust Will Smith happy new year you can't say it enough <laughs> see you in
2: 2022